The opinions of this podcast are my own and not necessarily the opinions of Berkshire Hathaway Home Services Ambassador Real Estate, any realtor associations, persons, or entities. If your property is currently listed with a real estate broker, please note that it is not our intention to solicit the offerings of other real estate brokers. Hi there, Blake Hunter here. We are host of Hunting Home. Um, coming off a really busy week. Uh, here it's the first week of April. and Last week we were out in Las Vegas for the annual Berkshire Hathaway um, Home Services Sales Convention. Um, and it's the company's growing very quickly. There's almost 1,000 offices across North America and close to 50,000 agents with our company. And I'm saying that because... I always talk about, you know, the information that I bring from sales meetings and sharing that with my clients and why it's important to have such a big network is because we we feel that we're really on the leading edge of trends in the market, what's going on in the market, and that's how we inform our clients the best way. Um, with that being said, with al- almost a thousand offices, our Village Point office was number one in the network for residential sold units, which is a massive accomplishment. Um, I believe it was over 8,000 closed units um, here just in our metro area. Um, And then another really cool accomplishment is the Sunshine Kids organization is the chosen organization for Berkshire Hathaway Home Services. And our company raised uh, nearly $600,000 this year for the Sunshine Kids. So it was a really cool, really cool conference, a lot of great information. Uh, One Republic played for the Sunshine Kids benefit and... uh, we had a really good time, met a lot of great people. With that being said, it's it's besides that, it's been a very busy week. One thing that I ran into this week, and, and that's what I want to talk about in today's episode, because most people, when they're buying and selling, have to deal with this in some aspect. Um, I, I was recently negotiating back and forth over a property, and the main concern with both parties was a home sale contingency. And so I really wanted to talk today about what is a home? What first of all, what is a contingency? What is a home sale contingency? Why sellers don't like to see a home sale contingency when they receive an offer, um, as, as well as listing agents when they see that. Um, why buyers sometimes have to have that, and some options that buyers have in a competitive market to get rid of that home sale contingency. So anyway, what is a contingency? Well. A contingency is a clause that buyers include when making an offer on a property. And it, what it does is it allows them to back out of buying the house if the terms of the clause aren't met. So without some type of contingency in place, buyers risk losing their earnest money deposit if they decide not to purchase a home after making an offer. So some examples of contingencies would be a home inspection. Um, You know, if a buyer writes in when they write an offer, hey, we would like to have a home inspection, and the results of that home inspection will tell us if we are going to move forward or not. Or there might be some things that are negotiated between the two parties that need to be repaired before the buyer moves forward. Financing is, you know, your most common contingency. If the buyer can obtain financing and be approved for that loan, Um, which also includes an appraisal of the subject property to meet value and for that buyer to be able to move forward with the purchase. So those, those are two common contingencies. And if those things aren't met and they're, and they're written in the contract, it gives buyers the option to walk away from the contract and get their earnest deposit back. 
if they don't have those contingencies in place and they just decide to walk away from the deal um, for an, a reason outside of those contingencies, they do risk losing that earnest deposit to the seller of the property. Um, so to move forward, a major contingency is a home sale contingency. And what that is, is it happens in, in a lot of real estate transactions because most people are selling one property to buy another. And so a lot of times we have two properties in motion that have to kind of go in sync to close in a similar time period with the sale of one and the purchase of another. Um, so with a home sale contingency, a buyer has to sell their current home in order to afford their new home. And that's where that home contingency comes into play. So with the home sale contingency in place as part of the contract, the transaction is contingent upon the successful sale and settlement, you'll hear me say that again, sale and settlement of the buyer's current home. If the buyer's home sells by a certain period, usually the closing date of both properties, the contract moves forward. If the home does not sell by that appointed date, the contract can either be extended if both parties agree or be terminated by the seller. Um, so let's go back to that sale and settlement part. So there's kind of two different types of home sale contingencies, and it's really just the period of time at which the the buyer's property is at. If it's based on the sale and settlement, that means that their property has not been listed yet. So for an example, the Smith family goes out, they get an offer accepted, or they're writing an offer on a new property, but they do not have their current property listed yet. That means it needs to be listed and under contract. Or they could potentially already have it listed, but not under contract yet. So you still have to get that sale part. The next part would be the settlement, which means the Smith family already has their house on the market, and they've already have an accepted contract. So the sale part is done, but the settlement part is not complete, which means they have not closed on the property and they have not obtained the proceeds from that property in order to move forward and buy their next property. So why is this such a important topic? It's really important for for both buyers and sellers to understand this and for people to be aware as they go into the situation. For buyers, it's very important in this competitive market that we're in with such limited inventory where we're having, you know, generally multiple buyers, multiple offers on any given property is you want to make your offer stand out and you want it to be as strong as possible. Now, strong does not always mean that it's money. It's not always the most money. A lot of times it's terms. And so sometimes someone with the most money, but also with a home sale contingency on their offer, may not always win because sellers don't like to see that home sale contingency. Why do sellers not like to see that? Well, the risk for a seller accepting a home sale contingency, especially a sale and settlement, is that it can really drag the timeline out of a closing and it doesn't guarantee anything. So a seller could see get a really great offer that's more money than they're asking for. There's no other contingencies to the deal besides financing, most likely, and a home sale contingency. And in that offer, they're going to say, okay, this house isn't even listed yet. And then once it's listed, we don't know how long it's going to take to get under contract. 
and we don't know any of the details of that the offer they're going to receive in the closing date. So that can it's there's a lot of unknown things for the seller and it can really screw up their plans as they move forward. The other thing that can happen is if that if that seller does accept a offer with a home sale contingency and things are moving forward, things are going great and then that home sale contingency purchase falls through the whole thing falls apart because now the buyer can no longer purchase said property because their home sale fell through. So a lot of times a, a seller might have to put their house back on the market because that buyer that came to them, their home sale did not work out. So like I said, it's just a lot of unknowns. And when you're selling your home, you know, you want to be confident that the offer that you accept is going to move through. So if I'm a listing agent on a property and I'm meeting with the sellers of the property, and we receive an offer with the home sale contingency. First thing is, we're going to try to see if if there's any way that we can eliminate that home sale contingency, if there's any possibility at all. If we can't eliminate that home sale contingency from that from that contract, then we're going to do a couple things. We're going to try to tighten up the schedule of when that person gets their house on the market, and also when they get it under contract, so that they don't drag out that timeline longer than necessary. We want them to get their house on the market as soon as possible. And we also want them to price it right and get things moving so we can get it under contract and move forward with our sale. A couple things that can happen is you can write in what's called a first right of refusal where we tell in our counter offer back to these back to whoever these people are that are writing this offer. We say, hey, can you can you get your house on the market in five days or whatever said period? But the point is to get that house on the market. And then once you have it on the market, we want you to have that house under contract within 14 days. And what that does is that motivates that, that buyer to get their house on the market, get things moving along, and get an offer accepted, a contract accepted on their property. While all that's going on, we're also going to ask that, hey, we're going to also leave this property on the market. Um, it's available for showings. It's going to remain active in the MLS. And we're going to accept backup offers in the case that your offer does not move forward or you cannot meet our requirements, our timeline requirements. And if another offer does come through, that first rider refusal part, if another offer does come through, we're going to give you 48 or 72 hours to eliminate your home sale contingency before we can accept another offer. And that can either mean getting their property under contract or it can mean simply just getting rid of the home sale contingency. So how can a buyer get rid of the home sale contingency at the snap of a finger? Well, a lot of times it's not getting your property under contract. It's simply just talking to your financial advisor, your loan officer, and saying, hey, is there any way that I can buy this property without the sale of my current home? Um, can I get a bridge loan? Is there anything that I can do to purchase a property without the proceeds of my current home? Sometimes it's not a possibility, and most of the time when people write that home sale in there, it's because they don't have another option. They need the proceeds from their sale to turn around and put that as a down payment on their purchase. But what I've seen, what I've seen a lot recently is, is people getting that bridge loan that will kind of bridge the gap from, from selling one and buying another, and then once they do sell, they can take that money and, and close that loan and, and not, never really have that true home sale contingency. Or 
we've seen people just doing a lower down payment to get into their purchase, say 10% down instead of 20%. They already have the funds available for that 10%, and they are approved to be able to purchase without the sale of their current home. And so what we've been doing is possibly getting them in that 10%, getting their house sold in a timely manner, and then once they do have that house sold, we take their proceeds and kind of recast that on their loan, usually for a small fee, to lower their payment and usually get rid of PMI and, and the rest of that. Um, this is kind of a complicated matter, and this is why it's really important that you know, you're aware of these things as a buyer and a seller, and you have an agent that's explaining these things to you because it can make or break your purchase, whether you are trying to purchase a property and you want to have a really strong offer, or you're the seller of a property and you have multiple offers and you're trying to weigh the pros and cons of each offer. Um, like I said, it's not always the most money. A lot of times it's terms because what I tell people is the money does not always matter until you get to the closing table and it's done. It's not guaranteed. And if you can't get through those contingencies, the money really doesn't mean anything. Um, so as as a buyer's agent, you know, if there's any way that we can get rid of that home sale contingency through working with a loan officer and understanding the risks of doing so, we try to do that. If we can't, you can. That's just part of your deal that you're going to have to work out. But the best, the best route there is to make sure that your house is ready to list and that you can get the ball moving when the time comes. The risk that buyers run when they when they take away that home sale contingency is that you do risk the fact of buying another property without any safety net of you selling yours. And, you know, we haven't seen it in this market because there's such demand and, and things are moving pretty quickly. But say your house went on the market, maybe you didn't have it priced right, and uh, you sat there, your house sat on the market for two or three months, and you had already closed on your purchase, then you could potentially be making multiple house payments and, you know, and, and own two homes. And so the goal really is to you know, either get get them sold and be able to still still close both deals the same day, and you end up using that money to move forward, or close on your sale in a very close time period of when you close on your purchase, so that you don't have a lot of time in between both homes. Some people do this not out of necessity and not out of the financial part, but just to simplify their move. Um, because I think what a lot I mean I've I've dealt with this numerous times is people don't realize that, you know, normally your closing day is possession day. And so if you're selling your house and say your closing date is May 15th, then that means that most of the time, if it's not written in the contract differently, that you need to be out of that property on May 15th. And that's when that buyer is going to be moving in. That is their possession date. So if you're closing on both properties the same day, a lot of people are putting everything on a moving truck the night before and they're closing on both you know on the 14th they have everything loaded on a moving truck and then on the 15th they go in and they close on their sale and they get their money from their sale and they turn right around and they close on their purchase and use that money as a down payment and then drive that moving truck straight to their new house and start moving in and that can be very stressful if anything goes wrong it can really muddy the waters as far as your as far as the logistics go of moving all your furniture and personal belongings. Um, so sometimes it's nice to be able to close on your purchase 
and maybe have even a week or 10 days in between both properties where you can take that time to move your furniture, clean your house out, and do those things and not have to do them all in a very short amount of time. So like I said, this is a very complex issue. It happens all the time. Uh, most people, you know, they if they are moving up um, or they're downsizing or whatever it is, if they're selling one and purchasing another, there is going to have to be some logistical things worked out as far as when they're going to close on each property and what the best way to do that is. It also depends on their financial capabilities if they can purchase without having to sell. So my advice for anybody is just to uh, have that conversation ahead of time. Know what you're getting yourself into. Be aware of the risk of not writing a home sale contingency in. The example that I was talking about at the beginning of the podcast was a situation where it was multiple offer situation. I was on the buyer's side of the deal and they had a home sale contingency and it wasn't necessary that they had it. It wasn't a must, but it was something that they felt a lot, they felt much more comfortable with having that in there as kind of a safety net and knowing that they would have the proceeds from their sale to turn around and put into this purchase. Um, so originally it was written with that home sale contingency and then through some negotiation, you know, ultimately to get the house purchased, we knew that that home sale contingency was going to have to go. And so we, you know, had some further discussion, decided that, you know, we, the buyers did want to move forward with this and get rid of that home sale contingency. Once again, they were capable of doing so financially. And then they were also comfortable at this point doing so because they felt like their house, their current home would sell in a timely fashion and would be able to move forward and still time things out to work out in their benefit. And ultimately, what it took to get this property bought was to get rid of that home sale contingency and make this offer stronger than the competition. So doing so, that got them their offer accepted. And the nice thing about it, in a way, is that it does simplify their sale a little bit because we didn't have to have their current home on the market in a very quick amount of time. We didn't have to, we could take our time. They, they took their time to clean the house a little bit more, get things ready. And, you know, we had time to get our professional photographer in there and do things the right way without having to be rushed. And it allowed us to talk about their pricing strategy a little bit more. And then ultimately, at the end of the day, you know, hopefully they get a great offer that they can accept. And it's going to hopefully give them some flexibility when it comes down to the closing date where they don't have to be in one and you know, out of one and into one the same day where they're going to get at least a couple days after closing to be able on their purchase to be able to load their furniture, move their furniture, do any cleaning that they want to do and not have to do it in a 24 or 48-hour time period. Um, so once again, you know, these are this, this is the reason I want to do this podcast is because there's a lot of complicated things that can happen and, and they're very situational um, from person to person, from deal to deal. And uh, I just want people to be aware of that. I want people to be able to look at these episodes and say, hey, I am curious about a home sale contingency or I am curious about, you know, my heating and cooling system and how much I need to be uh, doing maintenance on them and be able to go to that episode and get some information. So please continue to listen. Please follow me on on social media, on Instagram, Blake Hunter underscore homes Um, on Facebook, Blake Hunter Berkshire Hathaway Home Services. Uh, we do have offices right here in Council Bluffs and Omaha, Nebraska, Council Bluffs, Iowa, and Omaha, Nebraska. Um, I am licensed in both states, and uh, you know we service we service the whole metro area, um, even all the small towns surrounding. So. 
please give me a phone call anytime. If you have any questions, please shoot me a text message, and uh, I hope to hear from you. Thank you.